everybody welcome to the what is this the 21st episode the I 21st think so. episode we're legal blackjack yay but welcome to the 21st episode of word on the main street podcast i am one of your hosts sean lords hey everybody it's Braden gray and brian lords and uh we have a pretty good show i think i think so too um, i concur maybe one of our best yet yeah uh, we'll talk about that in just a second but first our theme song, done by the great and powerful Bryce Gardner. Uh, he does music under the name of Delta Theory, so check him out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Delta Theory. Um, and uh, you go on SoundCloud and search Delta Theory, and you'll find his fun little tunes. Uh, he releases stuff pretty frequently, so check him out. And then talk about Getaway Today. All right. Are you planning a Disney vacation? Uh, not yet. Yes, I am, Brian. If you are, (laughs) be sure to visit Getaway Today. Um, They are a a local travel company here in Ogden, Utah. Um, They specialize mostly in Disney travel, but they will do other travels as well. Um, If you haven't um, heard much about Getaway Today, please feel free to check out our episode with our interview with Lex from Getaway Today. Um, Last week I said... It was Lex from D23, and it is not <laughs> D20. Or it wasn't last week, but our latest episode. She's not from D23. No, she's she not. Went to she went to D23, D23, but she's from Getaway Today. Yeah. But listen to that interview. We talked a lot about what Getaway Today offers. Um, they're, they're a great travel agency. I love using them. Um, I actually had a um, family that I know. They had a trip planned through Getaway Today. They had already booked and already paid for their whole trip. They called in to get away today a few days before they left, used the promo code that we had, and they still got $10 off. Wicka what? So even if you've already booked or are planning to go, be sure to use the promo code for you listeners. That's Main Street 10. Main Street is all lowercase, the number one zero. That's going to give you two or not ten dollars off any two night or longer Southern California travel package. Be sure to check them out www.getawaytoday.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Get Away Today. Yeah, and that ten dollars could get you what a, a pineapple spear. A yeah, Bengal barbecue. A bembo, couple Bengal barbecue skewers, maybe. How can we always refer to food with <laughs> because what it Disney I food is hungry. good, dude? I, I I, I really. think I talked about it on the podcast. I'm not sure, but Adventureland. I didn't know the Bengal barbecue had. It was. It's like an a tuna. The spring roll. Spring yeah. roll. Yeah, I re- yeah, we talked about that uh, on the past it looks episode. Looks so good. It's like six bucks, but I think I'm gonna try that in November. I gotta try. I'll it, tell yeah. you how it is. <laughs> yeah, please let me know. I'll what bring about, some back for you. <laughs> what about that ten dollars to get you a Jungle Cruise pin? Yeah, I could do that too. I could, uh, yeah, let's get out of the food. I'm going. Yeah, the possibilities of that ten dollars are, are truly endless. Yeah. Yes. So, except when it gets above ten dollars, then you're kind of limited. But it's ten dollars off. Yeah, ten dollars off. $10 <laughs> off. So it makes it ten dollars cheaper than it was before. Math. Amazing. All right. Is that it? 
I think so. Cool. So our great episode today is going to, we have an, uh, an interview with Alex from, um, why am I spacing it? Backside of Water podcast. I'm for this. And Did You Know Disney podcast, which Ooh. are great podcasts. I don't, I don't you, have, you haven't listened to them, Braden, right? No. But you have, Brian. I have. I've listened to all of them. They're really good. All so. of them? All of them. Both wow. shows. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So we'll, we'll have that interview for you uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but, of course, we've got to go to our weekly trivia. Are you ready? <laughs> Oh, I am always ready. All right, I'm cutting it off. Hey, is this thing on? Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Test, test one. One, two. Hey, there we go. Welcome to Brian's Weekly Disneyland Trivia. Alrighty, everybody. It is once again trivia time. And last week... We talked a little bit about the Brer Bar and what was that formerly known as. So, did you guys know what it was formerly known as? I did. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, surprise. Same as usual. So anyway, the Brer Bar used to be known as the Mile Long Bar. And why was it called the Mile Long Bar, Sean? Because it had mirrors. Because it looked it was a mile long. Denver. It just looked... So it had forever. Mirror, yep, yeah. it had mirrors on both sides that reflected into each other, so it looked like it stretched out a lot further than it actually was. Fancy. It wasn't really a mile. Sorry, was it, say, was it originally <laughs> in Denver? And they moved it to no. Disneyland. <laughs> no. So anyway, our episode that we talked about this on has not come out yet, so we don't know if we have a trivia winner. But there was a prize. Right? If you remember, there is a prize. For if you got both parts of this question right, you had to know the name of the bar and you had to know why it was called the Mile Long Bar. So, oh, yeah. Maybe in our next episode or two, we we'll will have, have a winner. winner. Or maybe we won't. We'll see. But anyway, let's get into this week's question. And because we're talking a little bit about the jungle and adventure land today with our friend Alex. Um, I figured we'd go with a question pertaining to that area. Um, and that question is, what attraction was shortened to make way for the Indiana Jones adventure? Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, this one's pretty simple. So um, kind of after the Brer Bar question, I'm kind of <laughs> lightening it up a little bit with this one. So maybe we'll have a, a few more responses, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I think Sean Rapier can gain true redemption on this question. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't be too hard. Send me an email, Sean. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's your trivia, unless that's you have it. more to add. Nope, that's all for today. Raiden, you got anything? Nope. <laughs> all right. You're no fun. I'm Googling it right now so I can find uh, out. I'm pretty ooh. sure I know, but i got to make sure. Ah, uh, gotcha. All right. Well, without any further ado, we will... Uh, take you to our interview with Alex from Backside of Water podcast and Did You Know Disney podcast. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here today. Uh, we're having a little interview with Alex uh, from the Backside of Water podcast and Did You Know Disney. Um, how are you doing today, Alex? I'm good. How you guys doing? I'm doing swell. I'm doing great. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about your podcasts and uh, what they're all about. 
So the first one that we started is The Backside of Water. It is a podcast that delves into the rich history, awesome stories, and fascinating details behind your favorite Disney attractions. The, uh, the premise of this show is we take a grand circle tour of Disneyland and stop at every attraction in the circle and talk about, just like we said, the uh, awesome stories, the rich history, and the fascinating details behind each one of them. We uh, started about two years ago, and it was it was kind of a, a funny way that we, we got started. I was super into the idea of podcasting, but had no idea what I would ever talk about. And I was sitting with my wife discussing things, and of course, as everything does all led back to Disney and <laughs> that's when it hit me I was like I should totally do a Disney podcast oh yeah and then started thinking about where there were gaps in in the the Disney world as far as po podcasting goes and realized that there's not a lot of podcasts devoted just to straight history of Disney attractions or parks or Disney history in general and then I decided to narrow it down even more and do just Disneyland history specifically. And it was at this point that I felt I probably shouldn't be doing this alone because I don't think it would be as entertaining to do it alone. <laughs> and as a couple of Did You Know Disney episodes have proven, that one man alone is very difficult to be entertaining. <laughs> but um, I then started thinking of who I could have host this with me and – and the, it, it took me about 2.6 seconds to realize that my buddy Harrison would be the ultimate co-host with me. He is the ultimate Disney nerd. When we were both living out in Los Angeles, we would just geek out all the time talking about Disney. People hated going to Disneyland and Disney World with us because what? we're those people <laughs> that whenever we go, really the only thing that we talk about is how awesome the park is that we're <laughs> at. And so I thought, well, why not just record those conversations, essentially? And that's that's how the backside of water actually started. And we we decided to, to begin with Adventureland simply because my background is I used to work at Disneyland as a Jungle Cruise skipper. And I figured, where better than my home area, which is Adventureland? So we started with the each one of our, our series starts with an overview each given land. So we started with Adventureland and then moved through, did the Enchanted Tiki Room, then moved on to Jungle Cruise, Indiana Jones, so on and so forth. And now we are at the recording of this podcast right in the middle of writing our Big Thunder Mountain Railroad episode. So we've made it quite a ways through the park. Awesome. Nice. I'm looking forward to that Big Thunder Mountain one because it's been quite the journey to listen to you guys talking about these attractions. I absolutely love listening to it. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's a very big labor of love for us. It's unlike a lot of podcasts in the fact that we try to go full, full production on these things and I think in hindsight, it was kind of a fool's errand to go that route because it is so much work putting these things together. But in the end, what we want is something that we can be really proud of once it's wrapped up, once Disneyland is complete, and we can go back and listen to each one of these episodes and really feel like we are immersed 
in in each one of these and get the Disney experience just as much as our listeners. So really the effort isn't only for our listeners who we adore, but it's also for our, our own personal gratification because Harrison lives in Texas and I live in Colorado. And so the closest we can actually get to Disneyland is creating Disneyland ambiance in our episodes. Which you guys have been quite successful at. I don't know if my co-hosts have listened to a lot of the episodes but man i have don't judge me <laughs> too late i don't, I've already I don't judged. Well, i don't listen to any podcasts other than my own let's be honest here story of my life man yeah so i mean i from what they've told me it sounds great so i mean maybe someday i'll get on the bandwagon yeah but... you need to listen to them they're fantastic well yeah. thank you thank you we have a lot of fun doing it and one of the things that we've really focused on is as weird as this may sound, making sure that we keep the purity of that show. But as we've been recording and as we've been working together, we've started to realize that there is an awesome community of podcasters. And there's also a ton of stuff that we want to talk about just outside of the the Disneyland attractions. And so instead of muddying the backside of water uh, podcast, we've decided to start up a, a fairly new podcast called Did You Know Disney? And we've got just a few episodes, but we have, I think, six new episodes recorded. That is, um, our effort is to do a bi-weekly release on that show. And it takes kind of the format of Backside of Water where we take a specific topic and cover just that topic specifically on the episode. So our, our latest episode is Walt Disney cryogenically frozen is the conversation that we take that was a good one and well thank you and uh with that podcast all we talk about in there is why people have started this rumor why people perpetuate the rumor and if the rumor is actually true and the thing that i think i love most about did you know disney is with a lot of disney podcasts well a lot of podcasts in general there is a topic that you find that's really interesting in that podcast, and then you listen for an hour and 45 minutes through that podcast just to try to hear the tidbit that you were looking for. Whereas with Did You Know Disney, it's our goal to keep these podcasts fairly short episodes, but focused on the exact topic that people are anticipating and hoping to listen to on the show. It's so not like blabbering like we do. <laughs> That's the best part about your guys' show, though, <laughs> is I think that the blathering is by far some of the most entertaining content that you guys have out there. Well, you know, Braden just has so many ideas pop in my head as we're doing these podcasts, and I mean, to keep them all, it just doesn't happen. So I have a lot of random things that just pop out randomly. Hopefully, all right. Hopefully people like <laughs> That's it. That's why we have you. I'm like, oh, I have something to say. Let me say it. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think. I was actually listening to an episode today of your show, and I'm trying to think, oh, I don't know if you guys remember this, and I'm not even sure what episode it was, but you guys were talking about if people were actually living out their fantasies in the Disney parks, and it was, I think, oh, I think it was your newest episode where you're talking about New Orleans Square. Oh, and yes. And you, you were talking about how the, the guys would all be in... New Orleans Square, dreaming about getting beads the traditional way, <laughs> yeah. and the, there would be no women there because they would be all in uh, fantasy land looking for Prince Charming. I thought that that was that was a very brilliant oh, turnabout goodness. there. Thanks, Braden. See, this is how my mind works. 
<laughs> Very well done. Very Thank well you. done. Thank I you. planned Thank that you. one out for a long time. Thank <laughs> you. Just had to give you the opportunity to use it, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> nice. So it finally struck. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what what inspired you and I guess Harrison to get into the uh, podcasting realm? Well, yeah. Like I said, I uh, I was fascinated by by the concept of podcasting. I I like about 97,000 billion other people got into podcasting or was turned on to podcasting by Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist. Oh, yeah. And was really kind of obsessed. And then I started looking into Disney podcasts. And I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Communicore Weekly's podcast. I have uh-uh. not listened to that one. I'll have to check that out. Communicore Weekly's, it, I would have to say that I mean, outside of word on the main street, it is the <laughs> best podcast that's Disney based that I've heard in a very long time, primarily because of the hosts and because of the production. The production is unmatched on that show. I mean, huh. it's it's shocking. The sad thing is they've actually stopped producing new episodes, which is a big bummer. But they still have their entire archive on there. So if you get a chance to go listen to Communicore Weekly, I strongly encourage it. Hmm. So I then started listening to Communicore Weekly and was super excited about maybe getting into something like that. And like I said, long story short, I found Harrison. We found our content. And bam, here we are making fools of ourselves every month <laughs> well, you do it over well. the airwaves. <laughs> Awesome. So there is a huge production value, I feel like, that goes in your guys' podcasts. So what what's your process? And uh, I guess I guess what goes into each episode? Yeah, that's a good question. I um, I think that the big the big thing that I'm all about is, like I said, immersion. I want people when they're listening to our show to really be absolutely transported to wherever we're talking about. And we we found some really what we think are creative ways of doing that. And some people think are really stupid ways of doing that through creating a, a group of of scientists that live in my grandfather's basement, who my last <laughs> name's Stuart. And we made a joke that he is the big root beer baron who sells Stuart's root beer. And that's where he got all the money to create the uh, the Stuart Imaginarium. And from there, we've taken our Imaginarians, and they are able to create these various contraptions for us to see various angles of the park, whether it's through transporting us historically, whether it's looking through portals back into time. Um, we've got one that I, I will tease on the new episode coming up called the Temporal – oh, what is it? It's so It's such a mouthful that I have to remember it. <laughs> And it's it's very difficult because it's totally escaping me right now. But anyway, um, it is called the Temporal Holographic Ultra Neural Disney Experience Recreator. Or the thun- <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's called the Thunder for short. So obviously this is perfect for uh-huh. a big Thunder Mountain episode. I see. But the reason why we go into these things is because you want to be transported. I... I am a huge nerd of a uh, it's an old family show called Adventures in Odyssey. It's a uh, a radio drama that has been around for 
gosh, 27 years now. They've got something like 500 episodes. And the production value on that show is absolutely stunning. And you actually have a lot of voices from the Disney world on that show. Um, Corey Burton plays Mm -hmm. a role in the show. Andre Stoika, who was the voice of of Owl in the Winnie the Pooh series, plays a role on the show. Before before Hal Smith died, he was the voice of – I want to say that he was the original voice of one of the characters on Winnie the Pooh as well. Um, But you have a huge group of of Disney actors um, playing roles on this show, and it is just – absolutely inspiring like i said and that was what i kind of wanted to to match in the production value on our show so the process is basically first think what do we want people to feel and how do we want people to experience this attraction so that's where the imaginarians come in or that's where our format delivery comes in and then from there I try to envision exactly what I would want people to feel or if they were to close their eyes and walk through Disneyland, what exactly would they hear? What exactly would they experience? And then from that kind of perspective, I then go on and create the sound design to 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 try to match that as much as possible. That's he's, awesome. He's more dedicated <laughs> than we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we come sit in a basement for an hour and record a bunch of randomness and hope it turns out good (laughs) well that's exactly why we created did you know disney because if we were to try to put this kind of production value into every podcast we did i would probably i don't know go insane (laughs) well yeah i mean obviously just the amount of time alone is a be a full-time job if you're doing you multiple podcasts you know well and that is the difficult thing i i will say that i love 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 our audience, our listeners are incredible because they are very patient with us too. There are seasons in our lives where obviously because we have to put, I would say on average, 20 to 25 hours worth of work into each one of our episodes. Wow. <laughs> there are just times that we simply can't meet the deadlines that we're hoping to. Yeah. And we have continued and very dedicated listeners to our show that are really understanding of some of the constraints that we have. So we're really grateful for that, for sure. That's awesome. So you said 25 hours per episode? Roughly. That's I'm, crazy. I mean, when you're looking, yeah, when you're looking at something like Pirates of the Caribbean, you uh-huh. can, that's a two-parter, so you're looking at double that. Wow. And, yeah, the, the big part comes in both the research and the, the sound design side. I I just did the sound design for one section of the Golden Horseshoe review that we have coming up. Uh, it's going to be released here in the next week or so. And we have a four-and-a-half-minute section. Again, here's a fun teaser of the experience that you would have walking into Walt and Lillian Disney's 30th anniversary that was held in oh, the Golden cool. Horseshoe. That's awesome. That's wow. way neat. <laughs> and, yeah, and in that section alone, like I said, it's about four-and-a-half minutes. I sp- think I spent four-and-a-half hours wow. designing the sound for wow. that section alone. You are dedicated. Yeah, well, I, the way I look at it is podcasts are forever, man. Yeah. And And – if we're going to put the effort in and it's going to last for a long time, it's worth it on the front end to have it be that good, hopefully on the back end. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, 
I I recent not recently, but when your uh, two year retrospective came out, um, I listened to that and I got a really really good laugh <laughs> from Harrison's story about auditioning for Disney. <laughs> yes, uh, I was oh, in my car yes. and I was crying because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> sure, people were looking at me, but uh, I was just curious if he got enough emails of encouragement uh, to audition. Again. You know, I. We were going to have Harry be on the show tonight, but uh, unfortunately, today is his 32nd birthday. So uh, happy birthday, is, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's happy because it, it better be happy if he's not here with us. <laughs> that's true. But he um, – so that's why he can't be on the show tonight. But um, he has gotten a lot of emails and <laughs> yes. I was actually surprised with the number of emails that he's gotten. That is great. And it's, it's incredible. I mean, you've got emails from kids, literally kids in high school who are saying, Harrison, this is my dream. This is what I'm going towards. I'm joining the Disney college program yeah. to become a part of the Disney family. And I would love if you would be part of it too. <laughs> yeah. That's that awesome. Great. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Then you also have people writing in saying, Harry, I've worked at Disneyland for the past 22 years, and it's been the best experience of my life, and I strongly suggest that you do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so so I, I can't speak for Harrison because, uh, again, I, I am an absolute avid believer in the fact that he should be going to Disneyland <laughs> and getting a job, but... I'll let him in the future tell you guys <laughs> if he has decided to do so or not. Because honestly, at this point, I don't know yet either. Awesome. So, so about how many did he get? Do you know? Um, between messages on Instagram and on or via email, I would say probably close to well, a little bit over a dozen yeah. responses. <laughs> nice. So. It it definitely was a pretty big group of people who were saying, Harry, you've got to do it. So <laughs> the more emails for your for your listeners, send emails to the backside of water podcast at gmail dot com, urging a host of a podcast you may have never listened to to work at Disneyland. <laughs> well, if they haven't listened, they definitely should. Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. Um, so you did work at Disneyland. I did. Yes. Uh, how long did you work there? I worked there for a little under a year and a half. Nice. So it wasn't a super long time, but uh, I covered a lot of ground while I was there. That's for sure. So you, you were mainly, did you just do um, uh, Jungle Cruise? No, I, I was a man about town, to say the least, around Disney. I, I got a job at Disney, well... I've told this story like 3,000 times, so I po hope people aren't tired of hearing it. But... Hey, this is my first time hearing it. So <laughs> Okay, well, may it be ever so special for you because <laughs> my wife gets super tired of this story, I'm sure. <laughs> so I, I actually lived in Denver before, moved out to California, had really no direction as to what I wanted to do with my life per se, which is pretty much all of us at that point in life. And... I was, of all things, cleaning swimming pools in Southern California and dreading every single day of going to work. Well, eventually, through a very crazy non-Disney-related story, um, I ended up getting fired from the first and only job I've ever been fired from. And it was from such ridiculous reasons. 
that were not even in my control that I just realized that this is probably my perfect opportunity this as a way out. Yeah. So I, I dusted my, my sandals off and decided to see what was out there. So after a couple of weeks of unemployment in Southern California, I was completely lost and had no idea what to do. So I had a couple of uh, friends from Colorado visiting Southern California, and they were going to Disneyland. And at that time, I had the Southern California Select Pass that was actually affordable, believe it or not. Uh, what? <laughs> I know. Shock of all shocks. <laughs> I paid like 120 wow. bucks for that sucker, which, Jeez. yeah, it's, it shows how much things have changed in the past 10 years. But uh, I, I had my pass, and obviously I was hopelessly unemployed. So I decided to meet up with them. And as I was sitting in the Opera House Theater watching Steve Martin's first 50 magical years of the park video, which I don't know if you guys have seen. <laughs> Great but show. It is, it is amazing. I was sitting there, and I remember the, the sequence that I was watching. It was a, a montage shot of all of the uh, park attractions rolling through. And the music was coming to a crescendo. And it was at that moment that I was like, why am I not working at Disneyland? So the very next day, I uh, turned back around, went back down to Anaheim, found where you go to try to get hired at Disney, walked in the door and said, hey, I want to work on the Jungle Cruise. And the woman behind the desk said, OK, go over to one of those computers <laughs> and fill out an application. So I filled out an application, and unlike Harrison on our two-year retrospective, I actually <laughs> wrote what I figured that Disney would want to hear from me instead of being completely honest about the whole thing. Oh, goodness. And uh, after about three different interviews that day and about two and a half hours later, the guy who was interviewing me was like, well, do you have any questions for me before uh, this ends up? And I was like, well, I'm wondering when I know that I'll get hired. And he was like, oh, I hired you about an hour ago. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I was super stoked. And just like Harrison in the uh, two-year retrospective, he and I had a very similar journey, and that's what's so funny about it. I actually tried to get hired into the uh, character host position. And a character host is – one of those blessed, long-suffering souls <laughs> who stands out there next to Mickey and Pluto and takes the brunt of the darkness of humanity yeah. and <laughs> tries to make light of it. I was able to witness that in my last trip. It's sad. It's, it's a rough job. They are definitely unsung heroes because it's they true. just blend in with their surroundings but take absolutely everything. So I... I went to the audition and Harrison actually made it further than me. He made it through the, to the second round. I didn't make it past the first because I, I never had experience in high school drama club and everybody around me was the most bubbly, exciting animated <laughs> human beings I've ever seen. And I was like, well, I'm just going to be myself. And apparently being myself wasn't good enough for a character <laughs> host. So they were like, good day, sir. Wow. So, here I am like, oh, I've been hired into the company, but now I just haven't been accepted into the position. What a loser. <laughs> and I was having a big old pity party, but then found out that I was still going to be able to be hired into the Adventure Frontierland section that I wanted to be hired into. So that was a score for me at that point. Now, the way that Disney works, um, at least it used to, I don't know if that's the case today, but when you first got hired, 
this was at the beginning of June of 2007. When you first got hired, they would actually put you on the parade route. You were a cast member who would direct the flow of traffic, put up the stanchions, take down the stanchions, tell people that they couldn't make out in the theater <laughs> on Main Street, so on and so forth. But um, that's, where, that's where I originally ended up. And I was working parades for a good couple of weeks before I actually got my assignment for the attraction that I was going to be uh, trained on. So we were on a break one day, and one of my buddies said, hey, I'd actually just called um, casting, and they uh, assigned me an attraction. And I was like, oh, what did you get? And he said, Indiana Jones. That's what I asked for. And so I hurriedly pulled out my, my flip phone at the time and That's called not dating up. you at all. <laughs> no, no, right? <laughs> I actually pulled out my telegraph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I called up the, the guy who was in charge of everything, the great and powerful Oz of Disney, and said, hey, I uh, would love to be on the Jungle Cruise. That's like my ultimate goal. And he was like, oh, sorry, I actually just placed you already. I didn't know that that's what you wanted. And I was like, oh, no, what did you place me on? Because honestly, no hate against Indiana Jones, but that that wasn't what I got hired in to do. I I did not want to be a ride operator on Indiana Jones. I wanted to be a, a spielmaster on the Jungle Cruise. So he looked through his books and he was like, "Well, I placed you on the Jungle Cruise," and I, I was like, "Ah, yes." <laughs> so. I got trained on Jungle Cruise, loved, loved, loved the Jungle Cruise. And the best part about the Jungle Cruise is when you get signed off to work the Jungle Cruise, you also get signed off to work Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Awesome. Oh, nice. So it was a two for one. And that's again, awesome. this was back in 2007. I don't know if that's still the case now, but it was it was a two for one for me because I and I know this is absolutely shocking. But before I started working at the park, I had never stepped foot into the Enchanted Tiki Room. What? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm such a horrible person. <laughs> but the moment I did, my life was changed forever. So I worked on Jungle, Tiki, and Main Street parades at that point. And then from there, after my, my probationary period, the attraction that a lot of people will feed into in Adventureland is into Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is a very complicated attraction to work. And so they need people who have lots of experience with the Disney way and lots of experience with ride operation. So that's why it's what's referred to as a cross-train only attraction. So after my 90-day probationary period was up on day 91, they said, hey, we're cross-training you to Big Thunder Mountain. So I'm not going to lie. Up front, I was a little bit hesitant because my heart was in the jungle. I love the jungle. That's what I want. And then they dangled this carrot in front of me. Well, Alex, if you go over to Big Thunder Mountain, there's a very good chance that you'll become a trainer on the Jungle Cruise. And I was like, I'm in. Where's my minor get up? <laughs> So I, I automatically jumped on the chance to do that and had an awesome trainer over at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I don't think he worked for the company anymore. His name's Paul, but he was cool. So, Paul, if you ever hear this episode, you are one of the greatest trainers ever next to <laughs> Dean, who trained me on the Jungle Cruise, um, which I will say this as a sidebar. Sorry, I'm just like, no, we love no, it. We love it. This is this is the problem with with having uh 
somebody who likes to talk so much. <laughs> is once you let them, they never stop. <laughs> but um, just to show how much of a, a, a family Disney is, on my last day of uh, working there, I had my trainer, Dean, actually present me with a shirt that was signed by all of the skippers and all of the miners on Big Thunder Mountain and at the Jungle Cruise, kind of wishing me well. And even, to this day, I still have it in a box with all of my other like name tags and Disney memorabilia. But it's crazy because at least 100 of my friends on Facebook are Disney cast members. I mean, once you're a cast member and once you're especially a skipper, you are a skipper for the rest of your life. It's like That's some awesome. kind of secret brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. And let me tell you, the initiation period can be rough <laughs> for some skippers. I can only imagine. Yes, yes. So I started working on Big Thunder Mountain and realized that I was uh, very intimidated by that mountain. It is one of the hardest things I've ever done as far as operation goes. It's very complicated. It's a very safety-driven attraction, so you have to watch absolutely, literally every step you take on that attraction. So it was, it was a stressful time for me to work at Big Thunder Mountain, and I, I started getting my eye on the... Disneyland Opera House and that's what I was really wanting was to work at the Opera House and for those who don't know the Opera House at that time and still to this day is kind of an unsung gym oh, as, yes. as you guys say a main street gym of sorts that's right and the reason why it's so awesome is because you can go in there and every cast member is essentially uh, a Disney historian so you're supposed to be able to go in there and ask these cast members pretty much any question about Disneyland history. And they should be able to, if they don't have the answers, at least find somebody in that room who does have the answers. So being a fan of Disney history, that was like the coup de grace for me was to get to the opera house. But again, I had to have another 90 day probationary period on Big Thunder Mountain. And with the way it works, you'll get some Thunder Mountain uh, shifts, you'll get some Jungle Cruise shifts, you'll get some Parade shifts, Tiki shifts, so on and so forth. So accruing those 90 days on Big Thunder Mountain can take a very long time because it's not a calendar day, it's working days. And so I was like, great, it's going to be like 19 years before I get <laughs> to Main Street. So I was talking to one of the managers there, and he was about the nicest dude in the world, and he was like, hey, don't tell anybody but somehow your name ended up on the Opera House training list. And I was like, whoa. So this is about 45 days into my Big Thunder Mountain training. And I was like, you, sir, are a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> so I got trained and signed off on Opera House. And that was phenomenal because one of the cool things about that is they actually will take you back. And at that point, it was still just the show with Steve Martin. So... Abe Lincoln was in a crate behind the screen and we were actually able to go back. And if you shined your flashlight ever so correctly, you would be able to see this animatronic face of Abe Lincoln behind this crate. <laughs> and it seemed like something out of a Goosebumps television yeah, that series. Sounds a little creepy. <laughs> oh, it definitely was, but it was also super awesome. Oh yeah. So then from there, 
So now I've got Main Street Parades, I've got Jungle Cruise, Tiki, Big Thunder Mountain, and Opera House. So from there, I then was enticed by a buddy of mine named Gonzalo at the park to work for something called the Disney University. And Disney University is the uh, group that's set up to take all new hire cast members and basically show them, quote unquote, the Disney way. We teach them what exactly the, the values of the company are, what it looks like to be a great cast member, how to do the world famous two finger point, so on <laughs> yeah, and so forth. That's awesome. So we were in charge of what was called line of business training and traditions. And traditions is day one. The moment you step into the park on your first day, they walk you through an eight hour training of what to expect at the park. And it's pretty epic because at the end of it, guess who gives you your name tag and your ID? Who else other than Mickey Mouse? Yeah, that would That's be so, so cool. cool. <laughs> Which is incredible. It's I, I will say this. Disney knows how to do it. They at the end of the ceremony or at the end of the day, they have this huge ceremony. You step up on stage. Mickey Mouse uh, gives you your badge. You take pictures. It's got this cool music playing. It is an experience. They get you hooked at the very start. So that was what my job was at that point as well. I had taken on being a Disney University trainer and I loved it. It was actually what inspired me to become what I am today, which is a middle and high school film teacher. So through that experience, I, I started seeing a different side of Disney. And then about three, four months later, I found out that Jungle Cruise trainer was posting. So I decided to put my name in the hat. About 26,000 interviews later, I found out that I was officially a Jungle Cruise trainer. Woo! So <laughs> I then, uh, then started realizing that I was at a crossroads in life and saw that my time at Disneyland, which was supposed to be a six-month run. That's what I said at the beginning. I was like, I'm going to give myself six months to work here and then have some direction. Well, this had definitely lengthened itself out to over a year, and I had done absolutely everything that I wanted to outside of being a jungle trainer. When I got jungle trainer, that's when timing in life always isn't exactly what you want, and the teaching program back in Colorado was beckoning. And so I decided to, instead of go through with becoming a jungle cruise trainer, I decided to pursue my new dream, which was education. And so I, I bid my final adieu to Disney and uh, I'll never forget that last walk away from my last big thunder mountain uh, shift. It was, was very sad. Was very a, sad. I would probably cry. I know. <laughs> I'd probably cry when Mickey gave me my badge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they fall to my knees and weep. Were, they yeah. Were, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've made it. There were definitely dozens of tears going on at uh, those traditions classes for sure. That's awesome. So that's my Disney story. I that's mean, awesome. obviously there's about 400 hours worth of other stuff that I could talk about, but that's just an overview <laughs> of what I did at the company and I, I can't even begin to tell you how it's changed my life, truly. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. It, it, it inspires me to maybe one day work at Disneyland. I need to work at the Haunted Mansion. I know. Oh, <laughs> man. So yes. uh, before we get on to the next question that I had, did you ever run into Maynard while you were working there? Oh, yes. Maynard and I had quite a few conversations. Oh, Maynard. my goodness. He's a character. <laughs> Well, I don't know if he's ever told you this story, and I don't know if I should be sharing this, but 
But Maynard isn't human. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Maynard and I didn't really run in the same circles because Maynard's circle was usually people who were invisible that most others couldn't see. <laughs> and one day he was talking with me and he was like, Alex, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm really upset with John Lasseter right now. And I was like, what? Why? And he was like, because have you seen this new movie Cars? Well, there's a character in there named Mater. And clearly it's it's modeled after me. And I was like, okay, explain. And he went into this detailed description of how Mater was actually inspired by him, but he never got the credit for for the inspiration. To this day, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's like the fondest memory I have and the, the loudest memory I have with Maynard. Yeah, that's that's awesome. hilarious. He may be one of my favorite cast members that I actually remember like making an impact on my Disney experience. I think that I think that Maynard may actually end up somehow a Disney legend one day. I think he sh- I think he qualifies. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. I agree. Oh my goodness, he's a, he's a crack up. So, what was the best thing in your opinion about working at Disneyland? <sighs> Do you guys have another 2 hours? Uh, Brayden. <laughs> Brayden got up early today, so <laughs> That's why I'm tired and quiet today. He's not saying so much today, but we're good. Well, well, that's okay. That gives me more more time to talk. That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm trying to think specifically because there were a lot of things about that place that were so incredible. Um, I think the biggest thing that I would take away, and again, this is more on like a, a philosophical, personal um, growth aspect of what Disney meant for me metaphorically. Disney was the first time that I had ever taken a job that I wanted. And it was a job that was a dream of mine. And it was a job that I really wanted to be good at. Up until that point, I had taken family jobs. I had taken jobs because it made good money, all of these different reasons, but it wasn't for heart reasons. I wasn't invested in the idea of the companies that I was working for necessarily. And so when I I found out that I had been hired at Disney, especially at the low point in my life where I was fired from a job, that for a for a recovering perfectionist like me, being fired from a position is absolutely devastating to to one's ego. And getting a job at a place and achieving the the position that I wanted, which was Jungle Cruise Skipper. I know, aim high, Alex. Aim high, <laughs> Jungle Cruise Skipper. But getting that position and experiencing the things that I did made me realize that, one, my dreams weren't stupid. Two, that following the things that truly brought me fulfillment are what is worth pursuing in life. And finally... If I want to try something, just try it. I mean, there's so many things that are are putting that are barriers between us and what we actually want in life, and most of them are simply psychological. And me going in and taking that step of boldness, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen that cheesy movie, We Bought a Zoo, with Matt Damon. Yeah. I haven't. I've seen a movie that they haven't. (laughs) This never happens. 
I'll say this. It's pretty much a throwaway movie. It's yeah, not a but, princess movie, Braden. I know. It's not that great of a movie, but <laughs> I, I own it. It's upstairs. Because it's not a princess movie. That's why it's, it's not true. great. It's true. <laughs> but there's a line in there that he talks about saying having something like five seconds of unbelievable courage. And it, it was in regards to kissing a girl in the movie. But I look at that and say that that was my moment, that five seconds of courage where I finally walked into the doors of Disney and said, I'm going to try this. And from there, it was almost a domino effect that led me to creating what I call my life. The shows exactly what the it explains the core of everything that I love in life and what I should be pursuing was created while I was at Disneyland. And it was because of Disneyland that I started to be inspired by that thought. And it's because of Disneyland that I am working my dream right now, which is teaching kids about how to be passionate in film and in writing and in all aspects of their life. And then also with the podcasting side, growing a phenomenal community with other podcasters who are passionate about the creativity of Walt Disney and everything that Disney has become. So hopefully that answers your question that the best part about Disney was it helped me. Yeah. It helped me realize who I am and what life is all about. That was a much deeper answer (laughs) than I thought that I would get, but I absolutely love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. The best part was the, was the churros. There you go. So what was the, uh, what was the worst part? If that's even possible. Hmm. 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 You know, there are there are some days where even when you're working your dream job that you're just a cranky old cuss. Yeah. And when when you're working on the Jungle Cruise and you've got 48 people in your boat and you've got a little bit of an ego because you're 22 years old and you think you're hilarious on the Jungle Cruise <laughs> and you think that you've perfected your spiel and the boat couldn't give two poops about what you say up there those those were the times where you're just like well what why do why aren't you paying attention to me and then you realize oh that's right dummy you're not the star of the attraction the attraction (laughs) is the star of the attraction so that that was uh a, a bruise to the ego especially when you would get a boat filled with people who didn't speak english yeah, and you would, would be, be giving <laughs> a six and a half minute spiel, and none of them ever responded. <laughs> so, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't pleasant. I mean, there's really nothing that stands out to me is that was the worst thing ever about Disney, outside of the smells backstage. Backstage, there are some stinky smells. <laughs> hmm. So. I gave a very hopefully inspiring answer for what was the best part and a really lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Side. Hey, that's <laughs> what was all the right. First part. Hey, I have a question for you. It's not written down that we wanted to ask you, but yeah. earlier in the show you were mentioning that you you have been to Disney World a few times, is that correct? I have actually only been to Disney World once, but I am going back in October with my family, oh, so okay. I'm super pumped about okay. that. So what were your uh, what are your thoughts versus Disneyland versus Disney World? Well, I I have a biased opinion on Disney World, and it's funny because it's funny that you mention that on uh, in the next few episodes coming up of Did You Know Disney, we have a, a hypothetical conversation that will probably irritate a lot of people called "What if Walt didn't die in '66?" 
Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm and looking forward to that already. We we talk about the the projections and the trajectory of Epcot and what Walt wanted Epcot to be and what Walt Disney World Resort has become in in light of the death of Walt Disney. And so I will say this. I'm a Disneyland purist because I feel like Walt Disney had this great quote saying, you can't top pigs with pigs. And the quote came because back in the day, he released the three little pigs that we all know and love through Disney. And because of the rousing success of that, he decided to release a sequel. And the sequel absolutely bombed because it wasn't fresh, it wasn't original, and it wasn't innovative. And as such, I'm building this up to say that Walt Disney begrudgingly created Walt Disney World or the Magic Kingdom because he wanted to build Epcot. And as a provision of building Epcot, they said, you must also build the Magic Kingdom. So Walt Disney said, okay, I guess I'll do this too. And set about making one of the most grand and epic in scale parks in the world. And I will say this, I love the Magic Kingdom. I love Epcot. I think that Epcot is my favorite park there by far. And I love the Magic Kingdom because it took everything that I knew about Disneyland and pumped it it full of human growth hormones. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That everything is on such an epic scale. Yeah. And I will say this. I think their big Thunder Mountain is significantly better than Disneyland's. I also think that Splash Mountain is significantly better down in Disney World. Um, The Jungle Cruise is longer in Walt Disney World, but I, I don't know if I would say I like it more simply because... The Disneyland Jungle Cruise is, is my bay yep. in that way. <laughs> so um, to answer your question, I, I really like Disney World. I really like it, but it doesn't have the same treasure to me that Disneyland does just yeah. because Walt didn't walk down the streets of yeah, every park yeah. there and touch absolutely everything in the yeah. park. Yeah. Well, that's what I've told these guys. Like, I mean, I'm a huge Disney World fan, you know, and so for me – I mean, I've only been to Disney World once, but I love Disneyland. I love the history that is in Disneyland, but I like going to Disney World. I don't want, like... Oh, like I'm, I think I'm, what's cool about... Go ahead. No, no I was just going <laughs> to say, like, Disneyland's, like, my main girl, and <laughs> Disney World's, like, my side chick. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to tell your wife about this. <laughs> like, it's fun to, like, go out on a date every once in a while, but you still like your main girl at home. <laughs> Absolutely, because she's she's what you're used to. She's yeah. what you know, and she was there first. Yeah, I mean that to to further the analogy, to extend the yeah. metaphor. Of I sorts. hope Walt didn't touch her too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I I completely agree. I think that I was just thinking on a, a bike ride today while listening to the uh, the Disney Dish podcast, which if you haven't heard that, it's really really good. Um, but I was thinking. It's high time that they announce a Disney park in the Midwest already. Yeah. That would be awesome. Hmm. Didn't they have plans for well, something? Well, no, they had a plan for like St. Louis actually. Well, they were, and, but they also had that plan up north, um Mineral like Disney, King. Disney America. Did you ever did you read into much into that? Um I I'm not super familiar with it. So it was up it. like it was in New York. It was like Disney's America, so obviously we're not we're not central. 
U.S. Okay. But I, I wouldn't mind to see one in Texas. I could see him putting one in Texas, to be honest. I agree. I I think that, like I said, that I had just caught wind that Walt Disney was in the works to open a park in St. Louis right before he died. And because of his death, that never went through. Wow. And there are some things that we talk about in this Frontierland episode that they were going to put in that um St. Louis Park that was going to be absolutely awesome. Yeah. I'd love to so, see a third a third resort in the US. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But that's the thing is I don't know. I mean, do you guys think it will ever happen? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure that it would. I think I'd see a third gate in California before. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, you're it right. is I nice that they have park. one on each coast, you know what I mean? So I mean, it's really not too hard to get to the coast. I get, I guess, but I know I I just want to I just want a third resort just so I can go. It's easier for me yeah. to get to a third resort. <laughs> I hear there's you a know? lot of fields in like Nebraska. <laughs> oh, well, but, man. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is, I mean, you'd have to go somewhere. That's why I was thinking Texas. I mean, you got to think. I'm a big roller coaster guy. There's a lot of Six Flags in Texas. There's a Sea World in Texas, and that's kind of what it surrounds the other Disney parks in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was thinking Texas, but I've never been to Texas. I don't know what's in Texas, but everything's <laughs> well, bigger in, in Texas. You guys are in Utah, right? Yeah. Yes. Correct. I feel like there's no more open space than anything on I-70 or the 15 there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they could just they could literally go anywhere between Provo and Beaver and build an entire oh, yeah. city. city. I think I'm okay there. with that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> It'd be amazing. I'd, I'd be totally fine with that. It's only like a nine-hour drive. <laughs> problem is, problem is, is then Disneyland's like they're they're. It's late. I'm tired. My <laughs> the, the brain's pro- not working. The, yeah, the problem is Disneyland would be less busy. Extremely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like extremely less busy. Which I'm fine with. I say oh, get yeah. them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Sweep them off the porch. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, is that all the questions we had? I think so. Well, before we go, I want to know, did you ever have anybody famous on your jungle boats? Well, it's it's funny that you say that. Um, I was always hoping for really famous people on my boats. And at the time, I wasn't really super well-versed in Disney lore and the big players in, in the Disney world. And so here I am just do-to-doing around the the jungle telling my stupid jokes acting like a dad before i was one (laughs) and this guy gets off this shakes my hand and says hey you did a great job and gets off the boat and my lead comes over and says do you know who that was and i was like no he was like that was tony baxter oh yeah oh wow you got the stash yeah i was like oh okay who's that he was like the one of the greatest imagineers ever wow and then a few months later we had the opportunity for tony baxter to come in on one of our uh, cast party nights that we were having at the opera house and he came in and told us all about for about two hours the fantasy land refurbishments that were happening that would be oh, and neat. that was pretty incredible but the 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 big one that most people would know also I pulled up to the dock, and there was this big to-do on the dock, and they shuffled this dude onto my boat, and it was just him and (laughs) two other people sitting on the boat. And he was sitting right up next to me, and it was really awkward. (laughs) And so I started, you know, my spiel, and he laughed one time. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, yikes. And it was the 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 get-the-point-in-the-end joke. (laughs) 
and I go all the way around the jungle without so much as another peep. And he gets off and he's like, you're funny, man, and leaves the boat. <laughs> and that, that was the first time I ever met Ice Cube. Oh, oh. nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah, I hear John Stamos ends up on those boats quite often. That so. would be a dream come true. <laughs> I am a, a crazy Full House fan, and I'm one of the seven people who loved Grandfathered. <laughs> I don't think I saw an episode, but my wife really liked it as well. So you're not it's alone. Darn good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, she's one of the other seven. That's right. So uh, before we let you go, something we like to do is uh, a 20 questions with our guests. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to ask these questions. It, we, I'll make short answers, I promise. All right. <laughs> if you don't, that's all right. But uh, I guess I'll, I'll begin and then we'll go to Brian and we'll just alternate. Yep, yep, yep. So, first of all, favorite ride in Disneyland? Jungle Cruise. <laughs> that one. Favorite ride in California Adventure? The Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Okay. Is Have you ridden that yet? Epic ride uh, in that park. I want to try awesome. that. That's awesome. Uh, totally worth a two-hour wait. Okay, favorite show? Favorite show? The Aladdin Show, oh, R.I.P. Yes, oh, nice. solid. Your favorite parade? Favorite parade? Parade of Dreams, because that one still haunts my, my <laughs> nightmares every single time I hear that song. I just think, nice. welcome to our family time. <laughs> oh, I think we probably already know this one, too, but favorite land? Adventure. Yep. Favorite yep. snack? <sighs> it's a toss-up between a Dole Whip float and... The cream cheese filled pretzels that you can get at Coke oh, Corner yeah. on Main Street. <laughs> yeah. Those are good. All right. Uh, favorite meal? Favorite meal? Uh, Monte Cristo at the Blue Bayou. Nice. Uh, favorite restaurant? Probably going back to the Blue Bayou. Nice. Favorite character? In in the parks or in all of Disney? Uh, I assume in the parks. Let's go I don't with the know. parks. <laughs> okay. In the parks, favorite character would probably be Pluto. Can I tell a quick story about yeah, Pluto? Yes. So I was uh, walking to Big Thunder Mountain for a shift. And when you walk through backstage, it looks wildly different than when you're in the park. And I was walking back behind uh, Toontown there. And that big green mountainous facade is planted firmly in the firmament with these giant uh, cast iron rails back there. So it it looks like you're on the, the deck of the Titanic wow. and you're surrounded by just a bunch of dumpsters. So I'm walking under this hulking behemoth and walking towards me is this dejected Pluto who looks absolutely <laughs> road weary, head hung, shoulders slumped, and just shuffling towards me. So the character looks up at me, gives this half-hearted wave with his little paw, and then <laughs> somberly turns into the break room. And it was the most surreal experience I've ever had oh, watching watching Mickey's dog walking through this dumpster land, giving a dejected wave as I'm walking to work. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Oh, so. goodness. So, uh, favorite souvenir that you have? Favorite souvenir? Mm. Like that I purchased or that 
Yes. Yeah, that you purchased. Hmm. I would have to say there is a uh, skipper statuette that I got on Main Street a few years ago when uh, my, I actually got engaged to my wife on the Jungle Cruise. And it was the night that we uh, we went around and I got that skipper statuette. So that's, that's awesome. my favorite nice. souvenir. Uh, so we're going to go to a little bit of this or that real quick. Uh, okay. World of Color or Phantasmic? Ooh, hard. Too hard. Very World hard. Of co- World of Color just because it's so... Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the new Phantasmic. Did you not so... watch the, the live stream? They live streamed it last night. I, yeah. It was pretty, I, it's pretty I good. I did not get an opportunity. <laughs> is it? Is it way different than it used to be um not different i would say half and half because they have like they have a bunch of new scenes obviously um but uh i don't know i, get, I really really pretty, like it. It, it it's pretty awesome I the love, new I love uh, one, projection like screens this. and everything are are amazing can i can i can i give a, a qualified answer of phantasmic at disney world world of color disneyland resorts there you go there we go all right, Chero or Dole Whip? Oh, what? Dole Whip. <laughs> I know. Whip, I knew that. Hands down. Have you guys had those Oreo churros that they're selling now I have on not. Like, no. downtown Disney? I uh-uh. said, oh, it's it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> All right, turkey leg or corn dog? Ooh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those turkey legs are actually ham. <laughs> That's what I think. I thought they were emu. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say corn dog. Awesome. Marvel or Star Wars? Hmm. I'm tired of superhero movies. Star Wars <laughs> Thank all the way. You. Uh, fireworks or parades? Fireworks, hands down. Uh, Mickey or Donald? Uh, Mickey. I, I don't like Donald's attitude. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Pirates or the Haunted Mansion? Oh, evil question <laughs> yes that's trying to choose between two favorite children i know but you still have one ah uh, <laughs> haunted mansion yes yeah. yes okay. haunted mansion regular or or holiday i i am a purist regular all the way good man good man uh space mountain or hyperspace mountain not too many changes um so I I prefer uh, unmarketed rides and so I'll say original Space Mountain. Awesome. Nice. And the big one, Disneyland or DCA? <laughs> Is that really a big one? Right. It's sarcastic. Well, it just hey, means hey. if you get to come back or not. I have one more well, for you. He didn't okay. answer the question. He's okay, got to answer, answer this. One. <laughs> well, he pretty much did. Well, first but first, I'm wondering, is anybody, like, are any of you guys DCA over Disneyland? No, no we no, haven't no. had one, and that's why okay. everybody can come back. <laughs> I was just going to say, there, there's a reason why Michael Eisner was ousted from the company. It's called <laughs> DCA. <laughs> this is just to weed out the bad guests. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Disneyland all the way. <laughs> okay, and mine's Space Mountain Disneyland, Space Mountain Disney World. Hmm. I like the Disney World because there's the fear factor that you're actually going to maybe perish on it because it feels so because old it's and so rickety. old and rickety yeah yeah i'm so just not, I, I just wasn't a fan of it i i was shocked when i got there and and wrote it and it felt like i was at 
the L.A. County Fair or something like yeah. that. I was like, what have you done to me? Yeah. <laughs> Which is surprising, like, because you think Disney World, like, you know, bigger, better. And I was just like, that ride was terrible. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I, w- I will say this. The, the one thing that Magic Kingdom has over Disneyland is Carousel of Progress. Oh, yeah. Carousel of Progress is one of the greatest things ever because especially just going back to the 64 World's Fair, anything that was at the World's Fair is sacred to me. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. All so, right. I like it. So uh, this, this is fun, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank for, you so much. Thanks for having me on. I'm yeah. sorry for just being so long-winded. Oh, no, no, you're good. It. You're good. just fine. So uh, before we let you go, uh, why don't you tell the people where to find you? Yes, you can actually find me on the roadside with the sign that says, Why lie? I need to go to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you can find us by searching. uh, This is a a doozy on Instagram. If you just search the backside of water, it will come up. Our handle is actually the underscore backside underscore of underscore water. (laughs) You can guess how many people have actually used variations of the backside of water on Instagram. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at Backside of Water minus the C in back. <laughs> I noticed um, that the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we had to really scrape the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and as far as um, finding the podcast itself, we are on Apple Podcasts. That's where we, we mostly hail from. You can find us on Podomatic. You can also find us on uh, basically any third-party uh, streaming podcast site on the internet fantastic so yeah and then did you know disney is actually on instagram did you know disney show so check that out too because that's something where we're going to be loading a ton of content here soon nice awesome all right is that is that everything you got any more um as far we also actually this is a good chance to talk about this we've just started a facebook group instead of a facebook page because we actually want to create a community where people are both giving and receiving information so it's basically just a nerd community for people to talk about disney history disney stories disney whatever is related that isn't a grumpy fanny pack or (laughs) a, a piglet purse so if people want to jump on there and join the Backside of Water podcast group, we would love to have you. And there is a special video that Harry and I produced about four years ago of us and our first experience at Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. Awesome. So how do they – I'm looking it up right now. So it's just Backside <laughs> of Water podcast. Yes. <laughs> nice. I'm going to have to go cool. join. Join group. Braden is now in your group. <laughs> I just got it right here. It's <laughs> yes. funny because it says that you asked to join, but I don't have to approve you to be in the group. Whoa. Facebook, Zuckerberg, fix the bugs. <laughs> Come on, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I assume he's listening. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I guarantee <laughs> He's he a big fan. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll let you go. Um, thanks again well, for thank joining us. Let, let me also just say before I go yeah. that I am – really stoked that you guys are doing this i i wrote a little bit of a gushy email earlier to you guys saying that Uh i'm really excited what you guys are doing on the show because i feel like in a world of disney podcasts it's kind of a sea of meh 
but there are very few uh, islands on the horizon, and you guys definitely shimmer more than most of them because I am... It is it is very rare that I'll just LOL at a <laughs> podcast, and I found myself cracking up both yesterday and today <laughs> while catching up with your show. So very well done. I am super stoked to be sharing airwaves with you guys, and without a doubt want to have you guys on both the backside of water and on Did You Know Disney. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, we really appreciate your kind words. That's awesome. For sure. Absolutely. Well, you guys deserve it. Well, thank you, and thanks thanks again for joining us. Um, no worries. And, thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have you on, in, uh, on a later episode. Anytime. Cool. Well, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> All right, so that was our interview with Alex from... Backside of Water podcast and Did You Know Disney podcast. Be sure to check them out. Uh, he gave you all the information, so yep. if you didn't catch it, just rewind. I know if you have a, an iPhone, you can go back 15 seconds really easily. Very easily. So just hit that a couple times. Um, I do highly recommend their, their <laughs> podcast. It's I mean, great. it really is fantastic. And like he was saying, there before their show, there really wasn't a show out there that just focused mainly on the history yeah. Of the, all the the little ins and outs of every attraction, and I've I've been so impressed going through their whole collection of episodes and listening to how detailed they get oh, um, yeah. into each attraction. I mean, the episodes aren't quite as long as ours; um, they're really easy to digest really quickly. Um, maybe only as short as like fifteen to to thirty minutes. Yeah, and it's it's super informative, and I highly recommend. Anybody go and check that out, especially Braden. Do it, Braden. You would love it. I'm sure I would. Uh, It's very high in production value. High Uh, quality. They do a great show. Hey, if my work offered Wi-Fi, I would listen to it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on, work of Braden that I'm not going to mention. I know. Jeez. Jeez. Trust me. Corporate's heard. (laughs) I've been there for a couple weeks, and they've already heard my voice on this. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Awesome. All right. Braden well, works for a great company. <laughs> I do. They're, they're good people. They, I am. I actually do business with your company. Hey, I well, don't, but you. my wife does. <laughs> Why, thank you. All right. Well, guys, it is time to go. Braden's oh, tired. I am tired. Uh, my I'm... company got me up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I normally sleep till 8, 8.15, so this was a big change. Yeah, and I played softball right before this. Uh, so I'm just... I'm, I'm out, so I just worked. <laughs> That's tiring as Us- well. Usual thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, really, truly, thank you for listening to our podcast. Yes. We really appreciate all the listens that we do get. Um, and if you can, feel free to uh, share this uh, with any friends or family or enemies. Um, for enemies, yeah, yeah. So uh, share it, subscribe on iTunes. I think you can sub- subscribe on the other platforms and be sure to review us because that really helps us in the ratings on iTunes. Yes, it does. Um, preferably five stars, but uh, an honest review is always appreciated. Yes. Um, maybe uh, send us an email with the poor review. Yeah. And maybe we'll try and correct it, and then you can leave a five-star review. That's right. I, I don't like know. that. That's uh, a good idea. <laughs> but uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash word on the main street. 
Twitter. Uh, our handle is at WOT Main Street. Instagram, just search Word on the Main Street will pop up. It's not as hard to find as Backside of Water. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of people have Word on the Main Street. So. Yeah, I, I was kind of cracking up when he was telling all the little intricacies of all their, their yeah. handles for their social media. Yeah, I've never heard so many underscores in one name before. Yeah. So uh, we do. We are on other things besides iTunes. What are those? Those Brian? are iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, and TuneIn. Fantastic. Uh, we are also on Patreon. So patreon.com slash word on the main street. Spelling Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash word on the main street. If you like what we're doing and you can spare some change, it would really help our podcast it'll help it uh increase in production value yeah. my not equipment's quite to the back apart. side of water production value yeah but uh we don't spend days researching <laughs> one episode no but uh but you can tell in their podcast they absolutely do yeah so between upgrading equipment and and whatnot it gets expensive so if you can donate a buck that's great five bucks ten one thousand uh, it is on a monthly basis, so if you subscribe, that much will come out each month and go to us to help us uh, keep this thing going. So if you can do that, we'd uh, really appreciate it. Um, if you need to contact us, you can do so very easily. Uh, you can do it through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram even. Or you can send us an email. Uh, my email address is sean, S-E-A-N, dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. Mine's Braden. That's B-R-A-D-E-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. I didn't even look. I didn't even look. <laughs> I literally didn't I'm, look. I'm impressed. I am proud Braden. of you. You're tired. I'm 21 episodes in and I finally <laughs> can remember Yay, my email. Way to go. Way to go. I'm proud of you. I should get a sticker. I'll find Gold one. star. No, I should get a $10 gift card for my Disneyland Adventureland pin. Maybe. Yes. Contact got, Getaway Today. Yeah, just use that promo code. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'll save you $10. And you can reach me. That's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail dot com. Awesome. Well, if you guys have nothing else to add. I don't. Do you, Braden? No. Alright. Then we will leave. So, cheerio, as I always say. Not on the podcast, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, join us every week on Wednesdays to hear the new word on the main street. Bye. Goodbye. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.